Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. All right. Hello and welcome to another edition of the hard cap. My name's Peter and with me today are Alex and Chris. Gentlemen, how are we? We? How are we? We, we are good. Well, I'm I'm good. Yeah, Chris is good. I'm Chris, great. You Chris, guys on Chris the other did hand. The, the impossible. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Uh yeah. squeaking into the playoffs yep, with yep. Uh, a fifty point lead of, over Peter. Yeah. Just which, barely. Uh, a and valiant, if I would have if I would have actually team. like started people throughout the year that I should have, Chris hey. would have been done. <laughs> that's the well, game. I mean, that's kind of the point of the game, Pete. So that's yeah, not really it's... an excuse. But <laughs> I do no. Hey, no, we're gonna veer a little bit here at the beginning of the show, but I do think it's a really good idea to make a make a point. For fantasy football, a lot of it, some is luck, right? And and a lot of it though, like this year and last year, but I think more so this year. Fantasy football managers have had to learn how to really, really understand what's happening and what do you need to do to try mm-hmm. to make this work because there's so many things, so many factors, COVID. Oh, right. And, and I mean, in these, in these trying times, right, Chris? Well, no, we've talked about how <laughs> like this year, last year, it's and the really, year before. It's really, it's been very difficult for fantasy football. It, it has. Must say, in truth, yes. Be- let me... Let, let me jump in and, and just kind of share with the, the listeners what's going on here. But uh, Chris has won his fourth fantasy championship, so props to him. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 w- I do want to give Chris a lot of props, though. He is great at picking up free agent players. Uh, and, and really, at this time, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, obviously it's been effective uh, for the other, uh, previous, years, previous years as well, but especially this season, um, you know, that's that's really good. Uh, tool that he has just being being able to pick up those right pieces at the right time so okay, i'll, I'll let you continue on chris so you can well i was back and was trying yeah. to actually give props to everybody else in in our league and i i was in four leagues this year i made it to the championship in all four and uh i won three of them um but <laughs> but i will say like in our league i saw more understanding of of you know what i can't hold on to this guy because i like his name I, I, it doesn't matter what his name is. We need to make a move. I have to drop this guy because he's oh, not definitely. giving me returns. And so I and think you, that our league, you adapted. specifically, Chris. Yeah, I think you drop Julio Jones. I mean, that's Julio Jones, uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I mean, the the list right of guys I drafted, I don't think I had more than two of them on my team at the end of the season. So and, and one of your big and pickups you, was that Detroit wide receiver with Saints. Amon Ross, St. Brown. Brown. Yeah, Pat. Pat talked good. about him on yeah. our show actually. Um, and it wasn't until like the last five weeks of the season correct. where he really became effective. Correct. Yeah. Um. It it really coincided with the the loss or the the injury. Um. You know they had a lot of tough tough things. That team just had a bad season. Let's be honest, right? Uh. But <laughs> it's when you get down to your last few guys, I mean, you got to find the most talented one. The cream rises to the top, and and he's actually very talented. I think that he's going, you know, Hawkinson will be back in the mix next year, but he's going to be a big part of that team moving forward. They've got to make a change of quarterback in Detroit, but you know that they got to make a lot of changes in Detroit. I'm not even sure if their or head coach is going to make it, but. Uh, but no, congrats, Chris. Thank you. Four uh, in that, a row. That is a Five overall. Beat. That is a tough feat. And even even making it to the championships in your other leagues, that's that's a very tough feat. But getting yeah. back to 
uh, more real world issues. You know, Peter, you asked how I was doing. I'm not, I'm not feeling that good right now. Not, not just because I lost to Chris again uh, in our league, but because I've been hearing a rumor that Ryan Pace is going to be sticking around with the Bears. Yep. Um, thankfully, not as a GM, but still with the organization. So, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, Alex, I think it's kind of worse because he's not going to be a GM. They want to make him the president of football operations. And I I just, I don't see how he's earned that title. I don't see why they would give that title to him other than the fact that they're just comfortable with him. I, I think that that's what it is. I think the Bears pick up people they're comfortable with and they just move so them up too. until they move them out eventually when they're forced to do so. When the When the stadium just starts emptying out. I think you're right. I think they do do that. Whether or not it's the wrong choice, I don't know. <laughs> you because... said doo doo. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> you did. <laughs> doo doo. <laughs> Welcome to our adult show. <laughs> uh, but, but in reality, Ted Phillips has never been a football mind. So you put a guy like Ryan Pace in that role. Is it worse? I I don't know. I mean, it it's not going to be as bad. Maybe. I mean, take, it's take more away some Ryan of the pace. I think Ryan Pace. You know, Peter, offline, you talked about Ryan Pace. Was, it was a scout, right? And that was his scouting mm-hmm. was his big strength. Well, he picked some good guys. Uh, if we took away some major injuries to some of those players, then wow, we would have been we would have been talking a little bit differently about him. However, on on the back end, we find out uh, he said back end. We found out <laughs> that he knew about some of these injuries hey, and Chris, still what's, what's drafted these there? guys. What's what? What's under there? No? Shut up. (laughs) My point is, he's made some questionable decisions. However, that's how bad the Chicago Bears organization is top to bottom. He's a better option than Ted Phillips, in my opinion. No, no, absolutely. And like Chris, uh, like Peter had mentioned, um, these guys are likable guys. Like Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, that's, that's why they've been sticking around for so long. You know, they're they're good buddy, they're good, they'll be good to have as a neighbor, but they're they're not good at their jobs. Um and, and I do agree that that anyone would be better than Ted Phillips because Ted Phillips isn't a football mind. I mean, I think his background's in accounting or finance or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be better to have someone who's been involved in football for some time, like like Ryan Pace, but he, he wouldn't be my option uh in, in that role. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I do. I, I just I don't want to root for the Ryan Pace Bears. I, I don't know. I, you know, like I just I don't see it. Whatever. If it ends up happening and things are great, that's fantastic. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm with you. Cool. Hey, quick question, Alex. What's your background in professionally? Um, I don't know. I don't use it anymore. So. Is it accounting and finance? <laughs> <laughs> You're qualified. Go around the Bears. I know, right? Hire me. Seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, Wait, real quick before we move on, before we oh, move on, yeah. are, are either of you going to be watching the last game of the season? Yes. Or would you prefer to watch any other game besides that game? Yeah, I'm going to watch the Vikings instead. Yeah, I'm not watching what the Bears are doing. I'm watching the Vikings. <laughs> ah, I see. I so, see. All right, we think got a similar you? situation right here in Minnesota. We're in the same situation. Same, and they just have a yes, better team. Situation. And, and, but that's the thing. I feel like there's a there's a difference here in the coaching. I feel like the coaching staff is better in Minnesota. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. I, I will be watching the game this Sunday just because that's that's just what I do on Sunday. <laughs> like I, you know, it's just a habit thing. So I'll be there. How about you, Alex? You watching it? 
Um, if if Justin plays, uh, which it's his long shot, it's possible it's a long shot, but um, if he plays, I'll be watching. But otherwise, uh, I'd probably watch any other game besides that. <laughs> you got anything better to do? Huh? Anything, anything. I'll be watching football, just not that game. Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, before we uh, before we continue on to uh, last week's trivia question, do you guys have any corrections, penalties, anything we want to give out from the last uh, couple episodes? Penalties, you, you know, say? Oh, yes, yeah. penalties, quite. Alex, I'll, I think you have a list of. Penalties. I don't have any. I don't have any penalties. I I think um well, <laughs> we all really deserve just kind of a slap in the hand for for saying that um. Uh, we're kind of implying that Larry Bird isn't uh, a great overall player, which um, he is. Um, obviously, compared to Pippen, he doesn't play on both sides of the court like uh, like he does. But as far as rebounding, passing, you know, obviously scoring, he's not just a scorer. He's not just a three right. point shooter. He's he's a good overall player. He was so that's right. yeah, that's that's the only somewhat correction that that it still didn't uh, you know, it it, it wasn't against our point, but we I just wanted to correct that. Just really quick, do you consider Larry? Do you still consider Larry Bird a top twenty all timer? I do. He was he was a smart player. He was. I mean, listen, is he as athletic as as a lot of the players now? No, but he he's a very smart player. He's a really good player for for his skill set, and I I would still put him at that high level. At the you know probably top ten, still top ten. So let me just ask for a follow up. Okay, I want to ask for a follow up here, and we don't have we don't have to do it now. But by next episode, can you share that list with us? I just draw up a list of your top 20. We'll give you 20 to fit him into that top 20, and I want to see how your list shakes out. That's a good idea. Sure. I mean, he would be in my starting – I mean, my my team of 12 for sure. Oh, it's what? It's 20, it's 10, it's 12. (laughs) He's all over the place, huh? Well, you know, Alex has a background in finance. He likes throwing around numbers. (laughs) But No, seriously, if you make – if you have your own team – Right now, he would he would not be easily in uh, NBA team of twelve if you start you know any you can pick any player, not necessarily no all time. Honestly, really? I need to think about it. I do need to think about it. I, I do feel that the talent that has come out in the last two generations of basketball players has been ridiculously immense, yeah. and that there is something to be said for that. Yep, I agree. It's it's not like you know that the top the the NBA seventy five at seventy five that's a historical look at things so that yeah. you have to like you take all that into account but as far as just the best basketball players I don't know yeah you know when I saw Dirk Nowitzki and uh, when I see Luca even play now I don't see really either of those guys um, being very athletic so. Um, I feel True. like he could still really play well in, in this oh, era. And don't get me wrong, I still think Larry Bird would be great in this era. But I just, I, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I like Chris's yeah, idea. Yeah, let's, let's think about it, and we'll talk about it next that. week. Let's do that. All right. Alex, you had a trivia question last week. I did. I had a few of them last week. Yeah. Um, let's discuss. And the last one that we ended on, which I forgot to put on Twitter this time, but hopefully you guys listened to it and, and thought about it. But we were talking about, um, you know, the all-time title holders for – uh, you know, respective things like points, rebounds, whatnot. And we ended on assists. And um, I think Chris wanted to make a guess. Um, I think he wrote it down. And Peter, I think you should have written it down. So hopefully you did. <laughs> you can find that list somewhere. But why don't you guys make your guesses before I give the answer? So who do you think um, are the top three players of all time to have the assist titles, all-time assist titles? 
So not the all-time assist leaders, but to have the assist title for the year. All right. So the names that I wrote down, because Peter, I think we we both wrote these down last last time. Okay. Well, give me give me your top three in in the order you believe it's in. Okay. Number one, Stockton. Number two, Robertson. Oscar, not the Oscar Grouch. Robertson. Yep. <laughs> and Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Solid, solid picks. Peter? Guys, I cannot find my list. Ooh. Well, I mean, off, the top, off, off the top of your head right now. Off the top of my head right now, I go Stockton, Magic. Oh, man. Stockton, Magic, and why is this so tough? There's so many assisters out there. So many helpers. Hey, man. That's your sister? Stockton, Magic, and Nash. And Nash, Steve Nash. Oh, solid, very solid pick, Chris. Chris, do you want to change your answer? Is that a oh? I want to change it, or are you? No, I'm just impressed that he brought up Steve Nash. Yeah, it's a it's a good pick. He's a guy, you know. <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, Pete, uh, this time around, Chris did slightly better than you. So, top three, um, you both got John Stockton right. He he holds the uh, the record with uh, nine assist mm-hmm. titles in his career. And uh, people forget about this guy, but Bob Cousy, who was the Coos, yeah, who was the best point guard prior to to all these guys. He's kind of developed that position. Yeah, Bob Cousy has eight, okay. eight assist titles, and go. then uh, to round out the top three, it is Oscar Robertson with six. Uh, there's there's a, a few that are tied with five, um, but you'll be. Let's see here. Where is Magic? Is Magic? Yeah, Magic has four. So Jason Kidd and Steve Nash both have five. Uh, Kevin uh, Porter, which uh, is not uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s uh, dad. I was going to say, yeah, I recognize yeah, that name. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully you know, nothing happens with that announcer. I'm sure it was an honest mistake. But Kevin Porter, Magic Johnson, and Chris Paul each have four. All right. That was a great list. And, yeah, you don't really think about Kevin Porter being – that was the guy from the Trailblazers, right? No, that's Terry Porter, and that's and Terry, I thought the same course. as you. I was right. Like, like, when Kevin I saw his name the first time, I was like, "Oh, Terry Porter." But no, <laughs> uh, no, Kevin Porter. Uh, who did he play for? I think he played. Let's check real quick. Uh, he played for the Pistons, uh, Washington, uh, New Jersey Nets, and Detroit Pistons, uh, Washington Bullets for most of his career. So, yeah. in what decade? In the seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. That makes sense. Before our time. Before our time. <laughs> exactly. So, Chris, I doff my cap to you, sir. You, uh, you have bested me once again in this knowledge contest of ours. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about bets, baby. baby. Let's talk about you, you and me. me. And the fact that I lost a lot of bets today, and now I'll freeze my balls off. Let's talk about bets. bets. Let's talk about bets. <laughs> All right, guys. Having said that, I think it's time to discuss the uh, the bets that we uh, started earlier this season. You guys ready to go down the list? And, yeah, uh, let's do I'm it. Ready, let's man. do it. I feel like. Oh yeah, Alex seems go extremely ready. Well, for I Alex got, and not so much I got for the eggs rest and of fish us. to eat oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at <right>. work. <laughs> Here we go. Let's tell everybody all about it. All right. Let's go ahead and get started, guys. Uh, and speaking of eggs and fish at work, let's start with a young man named Russell Wilson. Yeah. Now, uh, I believe it was episode three, maybe episode four. Alex 
had the bright idea that Russell Wilson was going to be a good quarterback this year. Maybe not great, maybe not amazing, but no, definitely. No, no. He is a good court, a great quarterback. He had a down year this year. He was mm-hmm. injured, but I'm not going to, you know, a lost bet is a lost bet. So, well, now having said that, Alex, we, we want to do give you the benefit of the doubt here. So our, our resident statistician, Chris did some things and Chris, do you want to let him know what you found? Oh, yeah. Really? You know, I, I did a lot of this, um, the other day. So I don't have I don't have all my exact notes sitting here with me right now, but essentially what I did is I looked at Russell Wilson's entire season and I took I took all of his games and all the points that he scored per game and I took out his game that he first injured himself and I took out his first game back from injury. Then I averaged it all out, extrapolated it, right? Right, right. And he and he was still out of top ten. <laughs> and after I ran all the numbers push that out to a full season would land him at spot 11 outside of the top 10. So I was right. You were wrong. Yeah, he's no, not I was wrong. top 10. And, he, and the reason why a top 10 quarterback, no, 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 he's listen, not he's a, a second half of he's, the season he's quarterback. He's still injured. He's no, not he's still there when injured, it matters. Chris. He throws interceptions in the end zone on the last play of How a Super can you Bowl. Not called, he's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he's gone to a Super Bowl. That's all in the second half. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying the point I made in that episode was that he's the last two seasons before this. Yeah. He's been a strong first half of the season quarterback and absolutely non-existent for the second half. And that's why I said he'll fall out of the top 10. And Listen, that's exactly what happened again. He started this year strong, and then he didn't back it up. You you are our current, current uh, fantasy football guru, so I, I cannot uh, debate that much. But um, I, I still believe in him. I feel like he does need a new head coach. He should leave um, the Seahawks and, and find someone who actually trusts him more and will pass more with him. So we'll see if that happens. But – you were correct. I will be eating eggs and fish at work. So it's more of a punishment. I, I love the, both those things. So it's more of a punishment for my coworkers than it is for me. But Well, it's a punishment for you as well because you're going to have know, to deal with them, gonna, Alex. Hey, yeah. yeah, everyone's going to hate me. I get it. I get it. They're going to think you suck. You know. No, what they're, what they're going to do is they're going to finally listen to my podcast and see what's going on and why they <laughs> have to deal with this nonsense. Ooh, so it was all a trick to get people yeah, to listen. Yeah. Get some more fans. There we go. There you go. Well, welcome to the podcast, Alex's coworkers. <laughs> and apologies that Alex was so bad that he lost that bet. Speaking of losing bets, let's talk to number. Let's uh, discuss bet number two here. And bet number two, who will have more fantasy points? DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams? Chris had the idea that Devontae Adams would be better. And I believed in Devontae I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins. And of course, I think we all know the outcome of that. Chris, you want to go ahead and let us know what happened there? Yeah, Devontae Adams all, smashed. Yeah. But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins did he, he did get hurt. He tried to play hurt. Uh, oh, he got hurt? We can talk about his injury? <laughs> anyway, continue. Russ came back, <laughs> you moron. Russ he, came he's back. He's played through it. He's he played, played through it, it and he's looked good-ish. He's looked 200 and 212 yards and a touchdown and an interception goodish. So Definitely the ish part there. Yeah. But yeah, so, no, just just to just to put it out there. So in our league, Devontae Adams ended up with 349.8 fantasy points. DeAndre Hopkins ended up with 148.2. 
So yeah, injuries were obviously a huge part of it. Part even of when it. DeAndre was out there, he just Adams was just outplaying him, you know, and that's was. that was the bottom line there. So yep. I will definitely take the L on that one. That one is all on me. Chris, what do I have to do now? This would be where you have to go on the social medias and record yourself taking an ice bath in the middle of winter. This one's going to be rough, but it'll be all right. Yeah. It's going to suck. I, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I am a member of the polar bear club. I did go into Lake Michigan in January. So Uh it's, it's not exactly the first time I've been ice cold. All right. When, when are they doing that again this year? Oh, I don't know. I haven't done it for about 15 years now, man. Oh, I think I think it's time to to uh, renew that membership. Yeah, <laughs> go there and record that. Why don't you just record that? Hey, one? how cold is it by you right now, Peter? Uh, let's see, Chris. Right now it is nine degrees. That's pretty cold. That is pretty cold. With how cold is it by you, chill? Chris? It's eight right now. I can just say earlier today and last night with the wind chill here, it was thirty-eight below zero. Oof. Yeah. Oofta is what we say here in Minnesota. Yeah. Oofta. That's it was a big oofta. <laughs> so I'm I'm adapting to my surroundings. I say oofta. <laughs> so what's what's the deadline for that uh social media video? Oh, I want to get it done quick. I hope to hopefully have it done by the time either the next episode or the episode after that comes out. Okay, so before the end of the month. Yeah, before the end of January. Perfect. Great. Love that. How much of the cold water will you be dumping? Because we're not talking about like a glass of water. No, no. It's a bucket. You said a bucket of water. Yes, a bucket. A bucket of ice water. Don't go buying a plastic cup that's shaped like a bucket (laughs) and dumping it on yourself. Okay. That's one of the kids' that's buckets. My for idea. You get the sand bucket. (laughs) Exactly. I'll do that one. I got a bucket that's actually a shot glass. I'll be using that. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's a little chill on top of my head. (laughs) Hmm, A little tingly there. All right. Bet number three. Can Carson Wentz get at least 4,000 yards and 25 and a half? Boo, guy sucks. That's why this bet began is because of Chris's utter and supreme hatred of Carson Wentz. I know Alex doesn't believe in him either. That's that's. It's understandable. He had a good year, and he's leading the team to a good record. I mean, twenty-six touchdowns, what six interceptions? He's, he's had I would argue year. he's not leading that team to jack squat. What's somebody defense? else leading that team? And the running back. actually, it, it is Jonathan running back. Taylor. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that. No, this is, this is Taylor's goes. team, one hundred and ten percent. Wentz I, I is just kind of doing yeah, what he I needs think the record to do. Is, when he when he runs over a uh, hundred yards, they're nine and zero, and when he doesn't, they're like zero and six. That's correct. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely Taylor's team. But Carson Wentz, with the exception of a few very awkward plays at the beginning of the season, Carson Wentz has been all right. And I think that's, you know, maybe he just got fluffed up a little too much early in his career, a little too much success too soon type of issue. And he's kind of just where he is right now, you know, 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns. He'll just get it done for you. Yeah, he had that high peak his MVP season. I think he like played eleven games, and I think he had the same numbers he has now for the whole season. Well, he was rushing um, a lot then too. And then he he blew his yeah. knee out, you know. So that changed the way he played the game, changed the way exactly. defenses played him, and that Very was the biggest so. key of it. Now, yeah. in the making of this bet, I made an absolute huge mistake by not actually looking at how many yards Carson Wentz has passed for in the in the past. The fact that I allowed you guys to give me four thousand yards when his 
career high in passing yards is 4,039 was kind of ridiculous. But that is Look, 100%. We were giving you an extra game, Pete. <laughs> we gave right? you that extra game. That's true. There's out a the chance he could go out. Heart. Yes, exactly. He could go out and throw for 700 and whatever yards. Oh, yeah. Week. No, that's 100%. That's what I'm betting on. No, tu- no touchdowns. In, but... in, the, in the low event that I lose this bet. You lost. And I don't know why we're even doing this, guys, but I, I'm going to need to dance a TikTok dance. Man, your social media is going to skyrocket this month, man. I don't know about that, Alex. I mean, he's going to so leave us. Bath, you're going to do a little TikTok dance. So if I'm not mistaken, Alex, you're kind of our resident TikTok expert, right? I I, I would hope not, but I think out of us three, um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, most definitely. So, Alex, I'm going to need you to pick out the dance that I will be performing. I think I, think I got a good one for you. I got, I got a good one for you. No, no, no. Chris, you don't get saying this, man. I'm sorry. If because we, I hate Wentz? We needed to put that in the bet if you were going to do that. I'm giving it to Alex. Okay. And finally, can Antonio Gibson get at least 700 reception yards and six receiving touchdowns? Chris, you believe that that was possible. Not only possible, but you bet that it would happen. Whereas Alex and I, we didn't think that it was going to happen. Yeah. We just don't think in general. I mean, that's just <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. Um, but Chris, how do you, how did you feel about Antonio Gibson's season this year? Yeah, it was a tough one. He was in and out. He wasn't, he wasn't as much of a primary receiving target as I anticipated he would be. He has the right. talent. He was a receiver in college, but they're not using him that way. So I lost this bet. He, he ended well through this point in the season. And I don't know that he'll play next, next week or this coming week rather. Uh, 891 rushing yards, six touchdowns um, versus last year. We had 11 touchdowns and 795 mm-hmm. on the ground. Uh, he had 41 receptions for 289 and three through the air. So not quite the season I thought he was going to have. Just missed it. Just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alex, do you know what happens to Chris now that he lost this bet? Um, I have not the faintest idea. I can't remember what we bet on that one. Oh, you know what's going to happen? Chris is going to be joining me in being a little cold this month. Oh, is that is that an ice bath too? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I was feeling a little arrogant. <laughs> you know, arrogant. Com- compared, compared to you guys, I'm happy with my egg and fish bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine's going to suck too. I got a feeling. Oh, yeah. No, yours, cold. Is, <laughs> yours is definitely going to be rough. It's going to be rough, and, uh, and mine's going to be rough too. But, uh, but we made the bets. We're going to stick with them. Uh, guys, I'm kind of upset. These are the only bets we have right now. We need to we need to start getting our bet game back on again. I, I thought we had more. That that's it. Just four bets. That's all I've got here. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So I think I think for all the outcomes, um, we need to hear about them or see them by the end of the month. So let's let's yeah. get that get that going. We'll get them I'm on our that. Twitter. We'll get them on our Instagram. And Alex, for you, we're going to need you to document the lunch that you have each day. And we need to okay. see it in the microwave being heated. All right. <laughs> Can we get like a photo of you on Twitter and Instagram eating it like with your coworkers? Preferably behind yeah, with you, like, in the background. Mm-hmm. With like, her face, you know, like with their arms crossed, you know, like one of those things. This guy. The only saving grace jerk. I have is that we don't have a, a lunchroom area and I'll be eating my lunch in my office. <laughs> That's the only only saving grace I have. <laughs> uh, well, then your office is going to suck, so you're going to need to call everybody into oh. your office 
after you're done eating or while you're eating for so, a, so here's, a brief meeting. Here, here's why it's just a small saving grace. But basically, um, one of our coworkers was uh, eating popcorn in her office, and she's trying to she closed the door and she's trying to hide it from us because we're all in this uh, this weight loss uh, diet uh, game that we're doing. Um, so she was trying to be you know nice to us. She, she went to her office, closed the door. Within seconds, everyone could smell that popcorn. So <laughs> they won't be able to see me, but I'm sure they're going to smell it and they're going to smell the microwave as well. So either way, it's going to be a bad news for them. <laughs> oh, I just, smells fishy. I love this <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, guys. I think we all proved that we're all, um, we can all be incorrect every once in a yeah. while, you know? Yeah. Not Nobody is quite as much as Alex, but Yeah. I lost one bet. What are you talking about? Just in general, you know. <laughs> just generally speaking, because you're wrong. Sometimes, sometimes. Damn. <laughs> so wrong. All right, guys. So we've got the deadline set. By the end of January, we need to get all of these bets paid off. And um, yeah, be sure to check out our social media accounts on Twitter at the Hardcapcast or Instagram at the Hardcapcast for these uh for these situations and are we creating a tiktok for this alex are we making a hard cap TikTok? no just well you if you don't have a tiktok well actually i guess we should yeah i guess we should do we it. just put it on our own instead Why of not, your individual right? one yeah absolutely that's a great all idea right. pete all right guys and we are going to share that tagline once we create it in the meantime go ahead and take a break when we come back it's time for sign off a write-off All right, welcome back. Are, are you guys ready for another segment of sign off or write off? Alex, I'm going to sign off on that. Meh. Chris. Meh. Right Meh? Meh. Oh, man. What's it going to do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the first uh, question, and I'll give you some information prior to asking it here. But mm-hmm. uh, last we heard of Zion Williamson, he was 330 pounds. Who was the last person? To reach 330 pounds in the NBA. You guys remember? Wow. Shaq. Yeah. Shaq. Shaq. And that he's makes sense. Seven, one. Was uh, that his yeah. Boston Zion, days? Yeah, I think I think it was. And uh and Zion is only uh six six, so that's uh that's a little hefty. A little hefty. Uh the team had yet to clear him to play. Uh there are already many skeptics that uh did believe that he was too explosive and massive to be able to play uh, and have a long standing career in the NBA. Zion's last NBA season, he averaged 27 points, 7 rebounds, and 61, uh, 61% shooting. So for sign off or write off, we have already seen the best statistical season of Zion Williamson's career. You know, I want to say, I want to say sign off, but I, I'm going to write it off because here's why. I think, I think he'll get, he'll grow up a little bit. He'll get it in his head. He needs to stay in shape, and I think he'll come back and he'll do it again longevity wise i don't know how many more times he'll be able to do it but i think he can he can beat that number one more time at least but i don't see a long career in his future man yeah chris while while anything is possible i i'm i'm gonna sign off on this i I really think that once you once you get to that point you start doing damage to your joints and especially if he's going to be working out at that weight it's it's not going to do him well um you know you've seen these bust in the NBA all the time and, and weight definitely does not help that out so while he definitely may get back to his old self you know it just takes a workout regimen do what you got to do um it's possible it he we may have seen the best of Zion Williamson 
I hate to say it, and I'm not rooting for it, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Peter here. I'm I'm surprised as at his uh, lack of um, persistence to be in shape uh, and come back in shape. I mean, if his if his foot is injured, it's injured, and it's going to take a while for him to come back. But to let himself blow up to 330 pounds, I mean, that's not dedication. That's not dedication no. to the game, especially so. at his age. Like it's yeah, you know, I. With, with the metabolism that, that younger people have, it's it's amazing how many calories they yeah, can burn. What is he eating? Right. Yeah. What is that's concerning? Eating? His body weight alone probably burns 3,000 calories a day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's insane. So the exactly. fact that he's going above and beyond that much, it's it, there's got to be something wrong. And, and yeah. I, I feel and, like and 27.7 rebounds on 61% shooting, that's a heck of a season. So that's going to be tough, tough to match. So I think we may have seen, unfortunately, the best of uh, Zion Williamson. But uh, moving on to the next question. All right. Uh, this season in the NFL, Tom Brady became the sole member of the 600 TV club. Dang. And he now has, I know, right? Too many. Uh, he now has 621 passing TVs. The next closest are Drew Brees with 571, Peyton Manning with 539, and Brett Favre with 508, capping off the only players in the 500 TV club. Among active players, Aaron Rodgers is the closest with 447. Now, moving on to the NBA. In the NBA, Steph Curry at age 33. I know, I know, it's a long one, but you're good at the end. <laughs> and age 33 has become... He's jumping all over the place. I can't keep up with him. The three-point leader. <laughs> What's he talking about now, Peter? Harry, Harry, calm down, Harry, all right? Hey. Just, let the, just let the man go. so so backwards? Holy cow. <laughs> But anyway, all right. So at age it's Assos. <laughs> you ask me questions, I'll give no, you an answer it's later so on. It's Assos. <laughs> uh, We're spiraling out of control. I don't care. It's my show. Let the man finish, anyway, Chris. Let, let the me, man let me finish. finish. Let me finish giving you guys the information so you can answer this question, right? Mm -hmm. All right. In the NBA, Steph Curry at age 33 has become the three-point leader, surpassing Ray Allen and becoming the only NBA player to make 2,000 three-pointers. At even a conservative pace at 245 three-pointers made per season over the next eight years, Steph Curry could reach 5,000 three-pointers, 500 threes by the, uh, by the time he retires. The next closest active players with any sort of potential to keep up with him are James Harden, currently at 2,522, and Damian Lillard with 2,143. Now, it's coming up, boys. It's coming up. I know it's a long one. Now, both leagues have changed over the years, with the NFL becoming more of a passing league, and the uh, I'm sorry, the NFL becoming more of a passing league, and the NBA becoming more of a three-point shooting league, triggered by none other than Steph Curry. Sign off or write off. When all is said is done, which record will be held the longest? Alex, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, hold on. I gave you information. I gave you information to be able to have a debate. Here, I, just, right? I just need to make sure that I understand the question. Can you repeat that? <laughs> the question is simple, and I'll repeat the question. Sign off or write off. When all is said and done. <laughs> Which record will be held the longest? <laughs> Alex, that is a fantastic question, sir. Um, the, the preface to it was insane, but the question is great. Um, I, I truly believe that the three-point record 
is going to be something that will be very difficult to surpass. But I think that the touchdown record is going to be is a is going to be the toughest one to get broken. I'm going to go with the touchdown record. Um, so this wasn't quite a write off or sign off, but I'm I'm signing off on the touchdown record, writing off on the three point record. I agree with Peter. I think the reason why is we don't know how much longer Tom Brady could play in like two three seasons. At this that point. is he, true. If he keeps mm-hmm. eating yeah. plants and staying in this healthy, I don't know. I mean, he there's there's not necessarily an end in sight, and he looks really good. Like he's putting up numbers, like it's an MVP season for him again at his age. That's absolutely asinine. Yeah. So another forty touchdowns this year. It's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous, and and so no, nobody's touching him for a while. I don't think that that record. If you think about those names you said, we're talking about Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. Holy moly! No, no, Aaron Rodgers is certainly not catching that, and he's incredible. So I don't think. Yeah, that like Peter said, that three-point record is hard. But the game of basketball has changed in such a way that it's led toward playing that way more often. He is in such a big league against everyone else. I get I mean, it. Aaron Rodgers, he's only 38, and he has 447 uh, touchdowns. And he's throwing about, you know, mid-30s, uh, low-40s uh, as well. So he could he could catch up. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady has to retire at some point. He's not <laughs> going to catch Tom Brady. Catching up. That's right. the point. As long as Brady's still playing, he ain't catching up. So exactly. I think I think could, it's the touch. He could play as long. He could play as long as Tom Brady. I mean, neither of them were really running quarterbacks, so uh, he can learn to play in the pocket a little bit more um, and last as long as Tom Brady. But but yeah, I, I think at, at, at base I did agree with you guys that the TD um, record was uh, the more difficult one. But you know, I, I understand that the NBA has changed, but I really feel that Steph Curry has not only changed it. Uh, but he's going to be the face of that record for a very long time. I think I think if, when he reaches 5,000 uh, three-pointers, I think he will. Um, no one's going to touch that for a while. No one's going to touch Because he had, he had the green light earlier than anyone ever had. Um, and Tom Brady, at the start of his career, he was throwing, his first season when he was a starter was 18 touchdowns. And, you know, uh, after that was, what, 26, 28. Like, he didn't, he really wasn't a huge passer. Uh, of, you know, didn't throw a lot of TDs until uh, Randy Moss got there. And then after that, he started getting some um, some higher seasons. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're both can be very difficult. I'm, I'm more of a, on the three-point side. But you guys are picking the uh, TD side. All right. Um, so for the next question here, Alex Ovechkin. You guys know who he is? Yes. I'm familiar. Hello? Right. How can you not know who Alex Ovechkin is? <laughs> Do you know who he is? Uh, I learned a lot about him for this question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anyway. Pretty good. He signed a contract for five years, uh, $47.5 million at age 36 before the season started. He currently has 754 goals uh, with 24 goals in just 34 games this season. Now, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, has 894 goals, meaning if he continues at this rate, of the season, uh, he only will need about uh, 29 goals over the next four years to tie, then beat the record. So sign off or write off. Alex Ovechkin can catch the great one's goals record. Now, not not the scoring record, but the goals record. I was going to say, Alex, the scoring record. That's one of those things that's never. Yeah, I mean that includes assists, and I don't, I don't, he's not going to catch that. But the goals record. 
Now, for the goals record, yeah, right now he's about 140. Well, he's exactly 140 goals behind Gretzky. I think he can do it. I think he's definitely got a lot more years to play. I mean, shoot, Gordy Howe had, what, 25 years in the league? So, um, so if Ovechkin goes the way of the guys who are above him, Yager, Howe, and Gretzky, I think he's got a very good chance of being it. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's no question about it. If he continues to play at a high level like he has up to this point, yeah, I mean, the dude's a scorer. So I, I, I don't see any way he doesn't catch him. Is he the great one? No, he's not on the same level. He's he's a great player. Oh my gosh, yes, but he is not. He's not Wayne Gretzky. There will it it'd take a lot for there to be another Wayne Gretzky as an overall player. So it it won't diminish uh, Wayne Gretzky's accomplishments no. by any means. No. Does does Ovechkin have a cartoon show with him and <laughs> Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan? Michael I don't Jordan. think so. I don't okay. no. 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 There's no not. LeBron James, Alex Ovechkin in you know. But no, I, I think um I, I do I do think that he has a possibility to, uh the opportunities to beat him. I would hope he would take the Barry Sanders route that right before he does uh, or is about to beat it, he retires <laughs> and just lets <laughs> the great one just keep that record. Because it, it, it's so amazing to, to say that, you know, the Wayne Gretzky is is um you know has has uh has the highest scoring, has scored the most points in NHL. Even if you take his goals away from him, he still leads <laughs> with just with his assists. So um, it's just it's just great to have that tidbit of information, that little trivial question up. Um, but we kind of be ruined and tarnished with that. But anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, he definitely has the opportunity to be in, and we'll see if that happens. All right, so going on to the next question, and Pete, Pete, yes, sir. The Bulls are currently in first place in the yeah, East. They are. Yeah, they are, man. Uh, a large leap from completely missing the playoffs last year. Now, DeMar DeRozan is second in the fourth quarter points, uh, but I believe he has the highest average uh, with nearly eight points in the fourth quarter. Signed off a write-off out of the free agent signings this past offseason, DeRozan is the most significant signing. So here, Fournier has been a big, he's been an impact player for the Knicks. I'll give you that. That was a good signing. 40, 41 points in this last yeah. game. He's, yeah. been, he's been an impact player, but... No, out of out of everything, Demar Derozan has been by by far the biggest impact player out of all of those signings. So I'm going to sign off on that. That's that's hands down to me. There's no argument. Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan has been the largest impact on the team that he went to, mm-hmm. and he's also made the largest impact on the Eastern Conference, and has changed things around. That whole Bulls team is a different team than it was, and Demar Derozan has been a catalyst there. So that's I'm signing off on that. Yeah, Chris, I'm 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 right there with you, man. That's that is a very big sign off. Um, Demar Derozan definitely exceeded my expectations, and I'm sure he exceeded the expectations of most everybody who had him, uh, who you know, yeah, who saw him coming. Yeah, called him the worst signing of the mm-hmm. offseason. Exactly, the worst it's, signing. It's amazing. It really is. And and I, I've got to tip my cap to the head coach for just keeping everybody together, keeping everybody, you know, focused on the same goal. You know, these are these are all multi-million dollar basketball players. They've all got their own things going on. They're all their own corporations, essentially. And and he's got them working together. He's got them feeding off each other, just loving the way that they, they play with each other. So I, you know, going back to earlier this year when I was telling you guys that they're sixth, seventh seed, something like that. No, no, I, I, I don't see it anymore, man. I, I know that, uh, yeah, I'm definitely putting them in the top three now. It's 
we you're coming aboard. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Now, uh, I I do agree with you guys that uh, Demar is the best or uh, more significant free agent signing. I think there's a, a good argument still with Chris Paul if you take away him, uh, him from that team, that leadership. I know you know we forget the prior season. Oh, you're not yeah. wrong at all, Alex. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. But it's and, but Chris Paul was a re-signing though. That's, right. And, and I know I get that they yeah, had to keep him. Different. But it's yeah. a little bit, yeah. But that's it's that team bit. was established with him on it. This is Demar coming into a new team, and I was one of those people that at the beginning of the season I said, "Why did we, you know, did the Bulls just do that to bring in a name because they had to make a some some sort of move?" Right. But no, like, they knew what that's they were classic doing. Classic Bulls, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, you know, just bring someone in to sell some tickets. Right. But this was a different regime running this team, and I should have had more confidence. So they know what they're doing. So this this was a, a huge splash that they made. And it's paying off, and you know I, I've made the point before. From what I'm seeing, there's not many teams that I feel like could take down the Bulls in a seven-game series at this point, with the way they're currently playing. Now, if this team stays healthy with Demar Derozan like this, fourth quarter Demar Derozan, you can't stop that guy, and he's going to keep killing you with high percentage two-point shots. If you can keep shooting threes all you want and missing, and he's going to he's going to keep scoring on you. No, I, I completely agree with you guys. Um, I, I would say, um, as far as the uh, the East, I, I, w- I would be scared about the Nets in the seven game series and the Bucks. But aside from that, I still think they're the top three team and very. You know, and Alex, you're absolutely right. Those are the two teams that, that yeah. we're worried about. You know, if, if Philly can do something by the trade deadline, they can definitely get up there. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but anything can happen, and obviously, I, I do think they they are a serious uh, playoff contender. Um, all right, so uh, moving on to the next question here. Our Antonio Brown stormed off the field in the third quarter. Uh, the Bucks checked in. Yeah, that topic. We're gonna have to talk mm-hmm. about it, guys. We're gonna have to talk about it. I'm glad. Right. I want to talk about it. Let's do well, it. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right. Antonio Brown's camp uh, claims he was injured and he couldn't re-enter the game. Uh, Coach uh, Arian uh, just came out recently saying that AB was unhappy that he was not getting enough targets in the first half. Uh, and that's why he wouldn't enter the game. And uh, since he felt he, he wasn't receiving enough targets, um, that he refused to go in. And um, they got into a little dispute there and he kicked him off the field. Uh, so Tampa Bay officially released AB, uh, I think just uh, this past Thursday here. So sign off or write off, Antonio Brown will not get another chance in the NFL. Alex, I am going to sign off on that. Um, I think that Antonio Brown has cashed his last NFL check. Um, it's it's really, it's a sad state of affairs as to how it happened because, you know, the Bucks came out and said that, that he was cleared to play. Like, there was no injury status. That's why they were able to waive him. Um, and it's just, it's a shame that it happened the way it did. You know, Antonio Brown is such a talented football player, but we've seen it for years now. He has just, he's struggled mentally for a long time. And, I just hope he gets the help he needs now. You know, like that's that's the most important part for him and for his family. Just get the help he needs. I agree. I mean, I got to sign off on it too. And and the mental health aspect, you know, dude, go go get what you need because that's a real thing. We've talked about mm-hmm. that before. That's okay. That's totally okay. Um, I think from my standpoint, watching these two sides. It makes you wonder, is there going to be an investigation with, with Antonio Brown's statement that he released, those those text messages from Bruce Arians, were those real or was, the, was that fabricated? We don't know. And, and so I wonder, will there be an investigation into this deeper from the NFL? Because if there is an investigation, 
and they find that Antonio Brown was telling the truth, that's the only way he plays for another NFL team. Otherwise, I think he is done. And it's just because nobody wants to deal with all the antics and the complaining. The guy, he, I mean, we saw it on the field. He still has it. My goodness. He's he still does. extremely talented and was playing through. I mean, injury was real. Let's just yeah. come right out with it. He, he did have an injured ankle. So he's playing through an injury, and he still looked that good on the field. Was still wanting more targets. I'm sure he was asking for the targets. He just left that out of his statement. Right. But I, I feel like he's got to be – there's got to be some truth to what he said, and I'm sure there's some truth to what Bruce Arian said, and they're both just trying to clean up the mess for their own side of camp at this point. But, I mean, yeah, he's got to be – if there's no investigation, as it stands right now, Antonio Brown has to be done, so i got to sign off on that. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, I think the mental issue is, is definitely big. It's, it is really unfortunate because he was playing so well. I drafted uh, Goodwin in my fantasy league thinking he was going to have a tremendous year, and uh, Antonio Brown just came in and stole all his targets. Yes, so, he did. Yeah, tremendous year for him. Um, you know, I, I think uh, it said that his agent did reach out to the team uh, prior to the game to um, guarantee his incentives. Uh, on his contract, and they they refused the team. You know, obviously that you no, know, he, he hasn't earned his incentives, and that's why he was uh, wanting those targets so he can get that uh, additional money. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, if he doesn't uh, willingly show that he he's getting that mental health treatment, um, then I don't think a team will pick him up. I think I think if he does show that, he shows that. You know, you go and take whatever maybe medication might be needed or uh, see whoever he needs to see to um, show that improvement. Um, there's possibility in the future because he's such a talent. He, he's such a talent. This is a very forgiving country. It's a very forgiving league when you're, especially when you're that talented. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong, man. He, and he has gotten chance after chance after chance, too. Yeah. That's the part that we need to remember is that he has had those chances. And now, what, he's 33 years old, about to be 34 in July. I mean, how much more does a wide receiver have at that age, you know? That's that's true, Pete. So he, he, he probably is done here. He probably is done. But, um, yeah, so let's go on to uh, our next question here. All right. All right. So Kyrie Irving recently returned to the NBA and helped the Nets come back against the Indiana Pacers. Kawhi Leonard is ahead of schedule, and he's looking to come back with the Clippers uh, pretty soon here. Other notable returns are Clay Thompson, Jamal Murray, and, of course, uh, Anthony Davis. So who are you signing off on making the biggest impact this season upon the return? signing off on Kawhi that team is struggling Kawhi coming back is going to be a massive impact for that team what that'll look like I don't know yet but the impact that he will make on that team has got to be the biggest I, I, I I'm going to have a tough time disagreeing with you here Chris because like you said Kawhi you know is that team even with the other players they have on that team but what he's doing is going to be insane once he comes back but the problem with Kawhi is how much is he going to play is he going to stick around? Is he going to play every game or is he going to do what he's been doing, which is play like one out of three, one out of four, you know, just kind of take the rest as he needs it. Hopefully he's 100% and he'll be back to full strength. But barring that, I, I'm going to say that Clay Thompson is going to have a huge impact on Golden State. And that's going to say something because of how good Golden State already is. Um, the fact that Clay Thompson's coming back, you can just you can just picture him just raining threes as soon that's as he true. comes back. It is going to be that team is going to be an absolute juggernaut. And so I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off on clay being the guy. 
feel like yeah. to know the answer for this, truly, you have to ask Kawhi. Ask, ask Kawhi, you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> Took me a second. Took me a second. Well done, Chris. Well done, Chris. But no, I, I was leaning towards Klay Thompson as well, especially because Golden State is in, uh, you know, in, in first place in the West already and having that um, additional talent. Uh, you know, his defensive presence, his three-point, his, his scoring ability. Um, but I, I don't know if he's going to come in 100% this year. I think it's going to take him a year to really get to get to his, his peak that he once was. So um, I think AD, Anthony Davis, when he comes back, with looks good LeBron is playing, um, you know, that team kind of goes where he goes. When he plays well, I mean, you saw mm-hmm. he, they went to the finals and they won. And when he was out, they uh, were struggling, they, they lost. So I, I think uh, AD is going to be the, the, make the biggest impact this season. Um, when when he actually comes back, um, but both both good uh, both good points. What were you saying? Pete? That's, that's I was gonna say, is it is it bad that I I didn't choose AD just because I didn't I don't I don't like the way the dude like he's he's an amazing juggernaut of a player, but it just it doesn't feel like he just tries all the time, you know? Like yeah, he sits out a lot. It's funny, it's, it's, you know, being from Chicago, you think he'd be one of the beloved players here, but I don't think a lot of Chicago fans are actually big fans of him. It's, it's really interesting. Super talented. So maybe, you know, it's it's one of those situations where you have all this talent in the world. And when you watch, sometimes you go, are you really playing as hard as you can? You know? And and you hate to, like, put, like, try hard on a player, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. But it's it's sometimes you can just see it. Yeah. And you see it with him. And I, I just I don't like that style of play. No. I mean, Alex, yeah. you made a good point with Clay. I mean, but keep in mind, he, he might be fine. His game is super moldable, you know? play yeah chris we got it dude yeah <laughs> the hey, first one was better be a twofer. The first one was better all right <laughs> <laughs> but uh good points all around uh okay for the last question here we're gonna try not to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie uh but we're, talk- we're gonna be talking about spider-man no way home it was released just recently on december 17th now pete you're not gonna like this um it's already Accumulated four point uh, one point four billion in the box office. Pretty That's good. A lot of money, yeah. And it's maintained a nice ninety eight percent an audience score and ninety four percent critics and Rotten Tomatoes. Really amazing so, for Sony. I'm really happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that so was sign coming. off. <laughs> sign off or write off. Spider Man No Way Home not only revitalized the MCU, but it also rejuvenated the Spider Man franchise. Well, first of all, I don't think the Spider-Man franchise needed rejuvenation. No. It's doing just fine on its own. It's got an amazing video, an amazing set of video games, amazing movies, of course, comics. When you go back to those, um, so no, Spider-Man definitely doesn't need any help. Um, let me, you guys let me, are talking let me about. Let point this out. I mean, as far as uh, Thor, um, Iron Man. I mean, hadn't those kind of cre- as far as in the box office, not video games and whatnot, but. Um, hadn't those kind of those superheroes kind of creeped up ahead of Spider-Man a little bit? No. Did you find them more entertaining? Eh. Oh, definitely not more entertaining. I, I think Spider-Man's the most entertaining. Comic yeah, book. I, yeah. I enjoy Iron Man. Iron Man's hilarious. Oh I yeah, was, for yeah. sure. They're was, they're enjoyable, yeah. but no, they didn't they didn't creep up and take the place of Spider-Man. Spider-Man kicks butt. Every single movie they've made has been good. The games are good. The comics are good. The cartoons are good. Even Into the Spider-Verse movie, that's a super good movie. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. My kids love it. I love watching it with them. So, dude, 
In two decades, you've had three different Spider-Men. Yeah, and I'm loving everything. And they've all made tons of money. So no, Spider-Man definitely never needed help. Um, they're just going to keep making Spider-Man movies because who doesn't want to hear, you know, a guy, you know, talking wise while he's getting thugs out of the streets? You know, it's perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, talking well let's, wise. <laughs> let's get back to the MCU. Has it revitalized the MCU? And I know you wanted the MCU to, to get stay quiet and go away. <laughs> Has no, that sit down, no. MCU. Shut Alex. I, I think that that all all marketing or not all marketing, but all entertainment has its has its run. Um, and Marvel is definitely going into their their next section right now. I, you know, they're they're still going to be a juggernaut. They're still going to be huge. They've got Disney behind them. They've got everything that they need to be successful. Um, so no, I, I think Marvel's going to be around for for a while, doing making movies and TV shows and all the other things that they do for uh, for Disney Plus. They just, I think, to Peter's point, they use their heavy hitters in Marvel already, and so it's going to eventually start to take a dip. Chris, would you say it's eventually going to peter out? Yeah, yeah, kind of like you, because I'm out. On but Marvel. you're petering in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is, I, I I see where Peter's coming from. I digress. Uh, I see where Peter's coming from, but I, but to your point, Alex, if you consider the Spider-Man No Way Home movie a Marvel movie, which it is a combination of of Sony and Marvel, then yeah, it it did, and it's it's opened. It's part of something that's opened up so many windows when they when they went into. The second Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, alluded to it. They alluded to the multiverse. And then you got into uh, Loki on Disney+, Plus, where it started happening, and, and, and you knew that it was coming with Doctor Strange. And so this whole concept is going to open up new doors for Marvel and Sony to work together. And, and, you know, who knows? We might see Hugh Jackman over there doing some Wolverine stuff at some point. That'd be great. I love Hugh Jackman casted as this Wolverine. I know he's a little old now. <laughs> oh, he's definitely not going to be Wolverine Fire ever again. You don't think so? You don't think oh, he'll come back? I, he doesn't want to do it ever again. Oh, that'd be he's a shame. I'd love to see you again one more time. Yeah, I, I know you <laughs> oh, have to walk up quite a bit. So well, I think Chris knows something. I there. know Chris. something Peter doesn't know. What's that? Look, once you're Wolverine, you're always Wolverine, okay? Once you go, Once you go wolves, you don't go back. Once you go adamantium, you yeah. don't go back. You. This is a sports man. podcast, Alex. What have you done? Listen, man, it's stuff. We talk about sports and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah, here's the stuff. So that was stuff, and that was also sign off and write off. Thanks for playing. This is what happens when you let Alex take control, Peter. All right, and we are back. Alex, it is time for your trivia question of the week. What do you have for us, sir? I got some fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions. I want to throw the the last trivia questions for the fans at the end. But uh, you guys ready ready to uh, make some guesses? I'm ready. Let's do it. Ready to guess. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. First question for you guys. Uh, There have only been two players in the NBA that ever had 11 offensive rebounds in the NBA Finals. NBA Finals. Think about it. All right. Who... All those two players. Now, in the last episode, we talked about the top rebounders. Just think about that for a little bit. Can I ask for uh, a hint, Alex? Yes. The hint is they both did it against the Seattle Super Sox. 
Oh, oh, very good. Okay, can I can I go first, Chris? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm you just... know what, Peter? <laughs> We're gonna have you go second. <laughs> Chris, you go first. Clarifying question: Is it two yes. different people? Yeah, there are two people. Yes, two, two different, different people. people? Okay. Two different people. <laughs> I didn't two know if you were trying to people. trick us <laughs> with like it's the same guy. But Chris, I don't know that different. Seattle's been in the finals that many times. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to go with Rodman as one of them, uh, and I'm going to go with Moses Malone as the other. Okay, good guess. Peter? That's a very good guess, Chris. And, and obviously Rodman is the obvious choice. He was a prolific offensive rebounder. So prolific. I also will go with Denny Rodman. Nickname for him. Sorry, guys. Mm, of course. Yeah. You're, you're cool sure, with him. You're sure. tight with him. Yeah. That makes we hang. sense. Me, him, and Kim, you know, we hang out. Sure. You um, <laughs> and uh, the other one, Chris Moses Malone was a, a good choice, but I think Seattle made it in like the, what was it, 78? They made the finals again? Yes. That was the previous time. Um, now I, I'm totally blanking on who they play. Oh, no, wait. I'm going to go with Dave DeBusher. Dave DeBusher. So Dave DeBusher played for the New York Knicks. Correct. Uh, so they did not play against the New York Knicks in the NBA Finals in 1978. Oh. It was the uh, Washington Bullets at the time. Oh, so, can, I, can can we update our guests now that we know the team? It, is that, is I, that it the funny count? thing is I I could I pictured the Bullets once you said 78 when they played, but I couldn't picture who it was. I still don't know yeah. who it was. You guys, you guys are welcome to guess again. For for I don't uh, know who the, the player was. I was I mean, just, just proud of myself. I'll go with the big guy, Elvin Hayes. Oh, that's that's correct guess right nice. there. Elvin Hayes nice in job, 1978. Man. And Dennis Robin did it twice against the uh, Seattle Supersonics in 1996. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so good guesses, good guesses, guys. All right, so the next question. Who has led the NBA in field goal percentage 10 times? Oh, my goodness. Chris, you want to go first? You want me to go? I am going to say Shaquille O'Neal. That was my guess, too. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal and Will Chamberlain did it uh, second. Uh, what uh, is seconds with nine seasons leading the league uh, in field goal percentage? So great. Guess. Shaq was great Shaq guess. was really good at just being two feet and in every yeah. single time he was yeah. on offense, and right. he could just take one hand where he would just the ball looked like a one of those. If you mm-hmm. or I picked up a grapefruit, a, yeah, we we pick up an orange. That's what the ball looked like in his hand, and he would just go pop right off the backboard, pop. Here you go. Like, it was literally like just a little flick down. It's yeah, amazing. Here you go. I scored on you again. There you go. Again. And meanwhile, everybody underneath him is like hitting him and like yeah. just trying to beat him down. It's king of uh, the hill and you're so, just punching him, but he's like a, you're, you're a second grader and he's like mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. And you're just punching I mean, and he's not going anywhere. It's, that, it's that, that was a great thing. Was. Yeah. That was a great thing about Shaq. Like he didn't say, oh, they're hitting me. I need to learn how to flop. He's like. They're hitting me. I need to get stronger. Right? <laughs> he went the complete opposite direction on that. Or wider. Exactly. exactly. Or well, that wider. too. <laughs> and, you know, up or down, whatever. But, all right. <laughs> but yeah, great guesses. Um, all right, here. Uh, the next question. And the reason we're, we're keeping in the NBA here is I'm trying to get through all 75 or 76 really players chosen in the all nice. uh, 75 NBA team. So, um, all right. So the next question here, uh, who is the oldest player to ever record a triple double? LeBron James. <laughs> That's a good guy. He's 37 now. Pretty old. Chris, do you have any, I mean, we have, we have, we have a Michael Jordan here who could have done it. He played until he was, uh, he was 40 as well. Mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain. 
It's always Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain for me. <laughs> <Will> Chamberlain. <laughs> That's my $1, Bob. It's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Will Chamberlain is, is just a record book. I think that's one of his yeah. nicknames, just the record mm-hmm. book. Uh, but no, it was not Will Chamberlain, and it was not, uh, who did you guess, LeBron James over there? Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest player currently, it may change in the future, but the oldest player currently to ever record a triple-double is none other than Carl Malone. Wow. Carl okay. Malone. Really? That there, Carl Malone? Was John, was John Stockton out for a game? I almost did it. I stopped myself, and you still went there. Um, was Stockton out for a game, and Carl got himself? A no, it was it was uh, with up? the Lakers. It was with the Lakers. Oh, so during the farewell maybe, tour. Maybe uh, yeah. yeah, maybe Gary Payton was out for a game. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, last question for you guys, and then we're gonna have the question for the fans here at the end. But uh, only one player has ever recorded twenty five thousand points, ten thousand rebounds. 5,000 assists, 1,500 steals, and 1,500 blocks. Name that player. And, and Peter, you cannot Peter. go first. Well, no, Peter can go first. It's okay. No, Peter cannot go first on this one. Why? Uh, Peter cannot go first on this one. Chris, it's on you. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> is that, that going to be your choice, Chris? Thanks, thanks. I'm going to go with... Oh, what? What's up, Alex? What are you gonna say? For for the next next go around, the the answers cannot be Will Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. <laughs> all right, that's for the next go around. Look, that's right? just like your opinion, man. I'm going through all 75 players, so you have the list in front of you. That, well, so, front of you. well, let's ask you this: Has Will Chamberlain already been answered? Yes, Will Chamberlain has already been right, answered. Well, Chris, there you go. Yeah. Do you want to no longer an answer? Oh, you know what? No, no, no. It's my turn it's now. Peter's he already gave turn. one. Go yeah, yeah, it's it's yours. He, he already knows the answer here. Go I ahead, hope Pete. I know it. I'm going to go with a young soccer player by the name of Akeem the Dream Olajuwon. Oh, wow. No? I really thought you were going to get this one. Oh, what? He's that dude has your, all five tools. His, his biggest fans. It wasn't Rafe LaFrance. Kevin Johnson. <laughs> big ticket. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Of course. Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Exactly, exactly. I am humbled. Yeah, Peter is, is a big fan of Kevin Garnett, so I thought he had this right away from the get Honestly, I I totally thought it was Akeem. Yeah, you know, that was I think, Yeah, I, I think uh, at the start of the next episode, maybe I'll give a laundry list of uh, the players that we've already discussed. Because if I've already mentioned their name, I've, I've stricken them as, as right. someone who might come up. So okay. I think we've we've gone through about 30 players already. I think Akeem Lajuan has come up already. Yeah. Um. All right, so last question. This one's for the fans. You guys can answer uh, next week as well. Uh, who owns the record for most points in an NBA Finals quarter with 25 points? And you guys can think about it. You might want to write it down now. But the answer will come next week. But that is Alex Trivia. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alex. We look forward to getting the answer to that question next week. Yeah, thanks, week. Alex. You big jerk. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain, always. <laughs> can't tell me you I can't what? answer with Wilt. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna waste time reading it. Uh, reading the list next week. I'm just gonna send you the list already, and you guys <laughs> have to memorize it and know that it's not gonna be one of these guys. Milt Chamberlain. All right, guys, and now it's time for Matt gets questions. This is where Matt gets sends us a question, and we answer it. The first question, along the lines of an Alex question here, so stay with me. In honor of the passing of NFL legend John Madden, what's your favorite memory of him? Mine is when he was announcing and explained how small Brady's rushing per carry was. He drew a yard on the screen, then said, here's a foot. 
then drew a mark about an inch and a half and said, that's how much Brady gets. It was priceless. What are yours? <laughs> well, of course, the, the classic uh, Trudukin, uh every Thanksgiving, kind of uh, explaining that. Uh, and and uh, you look at one of the, the videos when he was talking about it, he literally cut one in half yeah. with his with hands. With his hands. <laughs> he just starts cutting and show the different the different <laughs> birds within the introduction. So that would be uh, my favorite John Madden moment. Mine is is when he's doing the. I think I sent you guys a link to the video when he's doing the thing about the the Gatorade jugs and the the Gatorade yes, the buckets. bucket has a the mama this, bucket the mom bucket the daddy bucket they had a baby bucket and over here <laughs> over here's a baby, baby bucket. bucket boom and it, the mom and the dad buckets get together boom you got a baby bucket over here. And he's drawing lines and circles. And I just love how that man did not care. He would get into drawing lines and circles oh, on your screen on anything. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Or the, the heat coming off of somebody's hair. You know? Yes. <laughs> let, that was my... Clarify. That, yeah. that John Madden is is one of the most genius football minds that we've ever had. He's he's forgotten more about football than most people were ever know. Uh, but, uh, he just had a way of, of, um, and he didn't, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't feel shy or anything about bringing down the, the game to a lower level. So other people could understand it. Um, and most people have an ego about themselves and want to be all complicated when they go up there and, and announce, but he, he didn't have that ego about it. He just wanted to explain the, Not at all. the game yeah, to he, as many people as he, as he could. He was a teacher, man. I, I, I don't know. Did you guys watch that man documentary? The one that, uh, the Fox had? I no, I need to. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's really good. It, it could have been longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that last thirty been minutes longer. was emotional, wasn't it? I mean, like it that was. as it and I love the way they did it. I love the way they did it, where they had John Madden watching his own documentary. Yeah, that was, and then the way like he was able to like, oh yeah, no, it was it was a really it was a really um, it was creative. Hats off to idea. Fox on that one. That was that was very well done. Very much so. All right, guys, on to question number two. What? are your new year's resolutions boy matt new year's resolution to be honest with you man i'm embarrassed to say i haven't even thought about it you are such a health guru and uh here i am and i i haven't even thought about my new year's resolution to get in shape or whatever it is people do these days when the new year comes around so what are you talking about chris you're in a shape yeah, I mean, I'm a shape. That is correct. So I'll tell you what, Matt gets uh, your answer to this question is my New Year's resolution is to focus on uh, happiness and joy, uh, whether that be for my my wife and my kids or myself or whoever. Uh, happiness and joy. Yeah, you know, my my New Year's resolution is kind of on that same path. I want happiness and enjoy by being you in fantasy football this upcoming year. So <laughs> that's going to be my new resolution, just to focus <laughs> and stop that five P. I mean, really so are you, you do, saying but... fantasy Alex is back? I, I he, he tempted to come back last year. So I don't he know what said happened. He was back already <laughs> once. <laughs> so, oh, so we're going to, we're going to try, we're going to try this year, but uh, that's going to be my focus. Be Christopher. Was, was this like when Peyton Anning said, Oh yeah, I can do one more season in Denver. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, he won. He won. That's true. He definitely did. Ducks flying all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Ducks, the best way to describe it. What about you, Peter? Oh, mercy. I've been going on quite the I've been going on quite the mental road trip lately. Um I've I've gotten into a a pretty good routine with uh with therapy and all that and and I feel like I'm I'm starting to do some things to to grow myself as a person. Um so for this new year's resolution, I want to carry on with that path. I want to, 
um, just start building better habits and start doing things smarter. And I think I'm going to start with my, you know, just like many other people have struggles with it. I'm going to start with my food intake and, uh, and my, my resolution is going to be to eat at least six days a week from my <laughs> own meals. And then one oh, meal I can have not go out to eat. Okay. That's, that's tough. That's tough to do. And it's a huge especially, thing for me. Especially, I know you don't, you don't like using the microwave. So you're right. You're, staying home and cooking you're staying home and cooking i'm making myself a meal darn it and uh and no it's just something i need to do and something that that's my resolution i want to uh cook better that's really cool man yeah good luck nice thank you and matt once again thank you very much for the questions that was matt gets questions all right and that will do it for us on this week of the hard cap next week it's possible that ryan pace is going to become the president of podcast operations for the hard cap the C in the hard cap now stands for collaboration. Thank you. <laughs> so don't forget to find us on Twitter and Instagram at the hard cap cast or email us at the hard cap podcast at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to let us know. And of course, check out our pod page on behalf of Chris and Alex. My name is Peter and you've been listening to the hard cap.